0: We're recording.
1: Correct. Mm -hmm.
0: Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli.
1: Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm
0: good. How are you?
1: Just fantastic. I'm really excited for our topic today. Same. This is one I've been wanting to do for years. I don't know if you knew that.
0: I did not know that. Mm -hmm. But I'm surprised we haven't done it thus far.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Uh, But first, tell me, what have you been watching?
1: Okay, John Early has a new stand-up. Okay, yeah. Is it good? Did you watch it? Meg, I did not like it. Okay. So I, you know, I'm a big John Early fan. I know you are too.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's it's got this very dark vibe to it, like kind of ugly vibes. He's like very, he almost seems like yeah, caustic and bitter, mm-hmm. in a way that I'm like, oh, this isn't why. This isn't what I normally appreciate about John Early. Like, I think he's really witty, you know. And I didn't find his jokes funny. It could be that I was just not in the mood for it. But I only made it about three quarters, and then I was like, I'm done. I, ha- I have to shut this off. So I'll be curious to hear what you think if Did you watch Did you
0: watch—I don't remember the name of the show on Netflix, but each comedian had an episode. Kate Berlant had one. Tim mm-hmm. Robinson had yeah, one. Yeah, characters. And he had one. Yeah. His
1: characters episode was my favorite.
0: Okay, so this isn't like that.
1: No. that was dark. Um, that was dark in— <sighs> I don't even know how to explain this. It's almost like he's like yelling at the audience, kind of dark, where it just, it feels like gross as a viewer. Okay. Where characters was just like dark jokes about characters that he had developed. I, I don't know how maybe to explain it. Maybe because there was
0: an audience there and it looked like he was maybe, treating the audience poorly,
1: maybe? Maybe. I, I'd be curious to have you watch it. But okay. also on top of that, I didn't think his jokes were funny. Interesting. It felt like a lot of the humor was kind of lazy. Mm. Um, There was... I guess this was kind of funny to me, but he his parents are in the audience and they're like sitting up in the in a box, like up up you know stage right, and um, every time he like says something that like would be awkward to have your parents there for, he would like shine the spotlight on his parents and like it, it it was like kind of a funny like, and his parents were like clearly had a good sense of humor about it and were like laughing, but he would say something like sexual or whatever and he'd be like mom and dad and like it would shine the spot. There were like little things like that that were like relatively funny, but all in all, wasn't for me.
0: I recently learned that when a comedian books a special like that, they are responsible for everything. They have mm-hmm. to find a director, they have to fill the audience, they have to find a crew, mm-hmm. a production company. Like, it's all on them.
1: That's it, th- this is like one of these things that seems so obvious to me now, but before I learned this information. I like I just never thought this that like when people put on concerts like they just book a venue and then like all of that is on them. like they're paying for and like obviously they are because who else would be yeah but it's like oh they're Building the stage and showing up with the production staff and putting together the content and, like,
0: I just hiring like, security. Oh, yeah. Netflix or HBO is paying them to do this. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. They're prom- they're distributing it. Yeah. This person has made a huge investment. This is
1: their own show.
0: Yeah. It's wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Very, very interesting.
0: So be nice to John Early, I guess, is what I'm saying.
1: Look, I'm I'm not going to leave John Early. I'm still a fan of his. I just... Didn't like this special very much. All right.
0: Well, John, if you're listening, we still love you.
1: I am so weirdly excited to see the new Indiana Jones movie.
0: Oh, uh, Stephen and my two daughters saw it last night. And? Mid. Okay.
1: Uh, I've heard pretty good things about it. I've heard that there's a lot of nostalgia. Oh, okay. I've heard people say this feels like the old Indiana Jones movies, like kind of in that big way. Sure. Big film viewing way. I'm like weirdly excited about it and to get ready for it, Skylar and I decided to watch the original three and then we're going to go see this one.
0: What do you think of Temple of Doom?
1: We're doing Temple of Doom tonight. Okay. So we we did Raiders a few nights ago. Um, I it, Raiders is, it's a funny movie. Like I have probably only ever watched it all the way through like once, but I'm so familiar with it because it's such an iconic film with like so many iconic scenes. Yeah. And so it was kind of fun to like watch from beginning to end and be like, oh, this is the story. Like. I know the ball rolling and him like running yeah, away yeah, from yeah, it, and yeah, the people melting, but like to piece it all together is like a big cohesive story. I was oh, like, there's oh. a narrative? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like pretty fun. I know Temple of Doom is maligned, although I think in recent years people have defended it a little bit more. I'm curious to see if I like it tonight.
0: All I know is that heart rip out of the chest mm-hmm. was some real childhood trauma for me.
1: The faces melting was childhood trauma for me. The heart ripping from the chest okay. was childhood trauma. What did
0: you think of the faces melting on your most recent one? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's
1: hilarious, and especially because um, Sky tweeted like a couple of years ago, um, me when when my husband um, turns on his phone with the brightness all the way up while we're in bed. It was ba- way better worded, and then it was just the GIF of the faces yeah. melting, and um, and so like. The face is melting is only a joke to me now, and it's pretty hilarious.
0: My parents had us close our eyes, uh-huh. you know, and so in my <laughs> mind, this was going to be the most graphic, right. scary, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh, you mean to tell me these Muppets, like <laughs> these candles melted? Right. It's just pretty campy.
1: The the special effects are pretty funny, but not in a way that a lot of special effects from that era look like so bad that yeah. it's hilarious these are more like this is of a time like they put,
0: army of the dead or whatever
1: yeah they put they put effort into these special effects and most of them still hold up pretty well yeah. um and the ones that don't are just kind of gimmicky and fun and i, I don't I, I had a good time watching it i i feel like growing up we watched my family watched the last crusade like a billion
0: times i've never seen the last crusade <gasps> I mean I think I've seen I think I've seen parts of the beginning. I've seen parts of the middle. I think I've maybe seen the end, but I've never sat down and watched The Last Crusade. Oh, it's good. Okay.
1: You should watch it. Sean Connery is so fun in that movie. Okay. Yeah, you should watch it. Uh okay, so and then we're yeah, we'll go see Indiana Jones. And then besides that, I'm making my way through The Bear season 2. What do you think? Uh I love it. Yeah, of course. Are you
0: Oh, finished it weeks ago.
1: Um so my assessment that I gave you previously is this season is not quite as stressful as the first season. Did that feel true to you? Yes. Except for the Christmas episode.
0: I loved the Christmas Me episode. Me
1: too. With um Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: She's John Mulaney. Oh, so
1: good in it. John Sarah
0: Paulson. Mal-
1: John Mulaney was odd in that. Like, it was kind of jarring to have him show up in this show.
0: And he had, like, a real pivotal role in it. I yeah. thought it was going to be a bit part. And then yeah. he was, like, a major player in that yeah. episode. He did a good job, He's a pretty thought. good actor, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm liking The Bear. I think I have two episodes left. It's taken me a while to get through for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. I, I've been slow. Um, oh, and then one more thing. We we went out of town this weekend. We stayed in this Airbnb, and at night to, like, wind down, we watched Planet Earth 2. Okay. Which, like, I think is to now— wind down? Yeah, it's like
0: a wind—because it's, you know— Planet Earth stresses me out.
1: This is what I was just going to say to you. Um I think it's a couple of years old now. Okay. The most beautiful shots that you could ever imagine. Like literally every shot in that in every episode, I'm like, I can't believe they got this. Yeah. Um, Planet Earth 2, and this is not a criticism. I, I think I think it's good that they're doing this, but every episode is just like, and here's the bird of paradise doing the most incredible thing you've ever seen, shot in HD dancing here for you know and and like it's just all this wonder and majesty majesty and unless we change (sighs) our habits by tomorrow every bird of paradise will be dead by christmas what do you want me to do call
0: exxon mobil it's
1: so meg it's every
0: episode is just that
1: for an hour and i'm like i i I, i'm glad they're doing this because like we do need to know what we're doing to our planet but it is stressful to watch And they're like, and here's how much of that beautiful rainforest you just saw has been burned down in the last 20 years. And there's like one tree left. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how are we how are we all okay with this? Yeah. So anyway, Planet Earth 2 plugs.
0: I made it through the episode of Planet Earth where the baby elephant gets left by the herd. And I was like, that is it for me. I am done. We are done here. Wrap it up. I cannot do this anymore.
1: It's pretty rough. It was brutal. Yeah. What have you been watching?
0: Well, the other two.
1: Oh my gosh, we have to talk about we this. We have
0: to talk about it. A uh, series finale, which I thought was pretty good, mm-hmm. given that like we weren't sure if it was going to go on. I think they kind of had to wrap it up in a hurry. Yeah. I thought it was pretty satisfying. And I do feel like it was time for them to wrap up. You do. I do. Yeah. I think three seasons was all that show had in it. There were so many jokes, yeah. I think it would have been hard to make a fourth season.
1: You're You're probably right. I except that I I totally agree with you. I texted you about this. Um, they I I'm assuming they thought they were probably coming back for another season, and then the show got abruptly canceled because of drama on set. I uh, there were reports that it was a toxic environment because of the writers. I guess the yeah, two the two writers, who
0: Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, are the sh- co-showrunners. They wrote on mm-hmm. SNL together, and the reports I read said. Chris Kelly's kind of a tyrant, and mm-hmm. Sarah was kind of enabling him. Oh, interesting. And apparently this has been an open secret for a long time. Tina
1: Fey made a joke about it recently.
0: Yeah, and I just, I don't know the details, you know, mm-hmm. so all of it's alleged right now. I know there's been a real reckoning about writers' rooms. Um mm-hmm the head, the showrunner for Lost has recently come out and been like, I'm so sorry, I treated people the way I did. So uh, hopefully the culture's changing and maybe they were behind the times on that. I don't know. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if more details come out.
1: Well, so all that to say, because it felt like the show was abruptly canceled, it did feel a couple of character arcs really felt rushed at the end. And in particular, Carrie's, I will say, I really like what they did with his character in the end. I felt Pretty satisfied by it, but I was like, "You really needed a couple more episodes yeah. to earn this." But I, I, I'm like, "But, but I, I see where you're landing, and that was the appropriate place to land for him." Yeah, was that he finally gets snapped into some self awareness? I thought, if you it, the 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 plot twist about his agent, who he's thought is just like this rich absent agent the whole time, is actually not rich and has like a really stressful life and has been working super hard for him. And her confronting him, I thought was such a gratifying. Yeah you know, um, way to resolve that. I really like how he resolved his friendship with Curtis, his best friend, and how Curtis, like, forgave him, but was like, but you can't stay with us on this trip that we're on because you owe an apology to a lot of people. Yeah. And, like, we we can work through this, but, like, you you we're not just, like, welcoming you back in. Like, I thought all of that was great. Returning to our conversation about Molly Shannon from a few weeks ago, I told you, like, I was very unsettled about the fact that Molly Shannon, like, didn't like her new life as a billionaire and didn't couldn't return to her old life cuz it was unsatisfying. I really love how they ended with Molly Shannon realizing that what she wanted was not her simple life in Ohio, it was her family. Yeah. And like her just being like, "Okay, I'm famous and really what I want is to be have my kids with me." And like I thought that was a really sweet way to end the series.
0: Yeah, I yeah. did too. I think it I think it was I agree Carrie's Art could have had a couple more episodes. His was the most substantial storyline. And then what was the sister's name? Brooke. Sorry, I told Eli before I came, I took some (sighs) migraine meds and they make me a little slow. (laughs) Uh, I thought her story was usually just kind of silly anyway. So I didn't need like a huge conclusion there. And um, I thought it was fun at the end. Mm -hmm. Sad to see it go, but I do believe it was time.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to go back and rewatch the whole series from the beginning. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think it'll be a rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a terrible mother, and I thought we could watch Jaws on the 4th of <gasps> oh, July. no,
1: man, <laughs> Rem- With all three of your children?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: Stan's probably kind of in and out anyway. Yeah, if,
0: if it's, quote, a real movie, Stan won't pay attention, <laughs> meaning, like, live action. Yeah. If it's not a cartoon, he's out. <clears throat> Mona's seen it. Mona is fearless. Mm-hmm. I told Ivy when to close her eyes.
1: Ivy's your oldest. Ivy's my, nine, my oldest. Nine?
0: She's 10, 11.
1: 11. Oh, wow
0: and in my mind i'm like it's from the 70s how scary can it be but sitting there like watching it through children's eyes i was like uh. oh crap like this is did this it freak is her out scary mm. they were okay. okay they were okay but like when richard dreyfuss is looking at the body i was like all right we're going to bed we're turning it off it is this is too gruesome i forgot
1: and they had the the attention span for it because yeah jaws is, doesn't move very quick it's like old
0: blockbuster no ivy did a lot better ramona was like just couldn't quite it was like indiana Jones. she mm-hmm. didn't understand there was like a story there you know yeah. she was like that girl who died in the beginning where's her dad where's her mom like she didn't like mm. for her it was just too complicated um and then ivy could follow the story but was closing her eyes for most of it so oh. yeah not our most successful movie okay watch <laughs> um, Vanderpump Rules season eight. Oh,
1: good, still working your way back, huh? Broke,
0: still working my way back. I love yes. it so much. Good, like it's just so nice to be dumb sometimes, you know? Because mm-hmm. I have to use my brain a lot, and then I turn on Vanderpump Rules, and I'm like, I don't have to think at all. I don't have to think about this at all. Yeah, I just get to be entertained, and it is so great. Um, and then we watched Troop Beverly Hills. Oh uh...
1: Beverly Hills, what a thrill!
0: Beverly Hills, what a thrill!
1: That's just the same thing over and over.
0: Um, shopping is our greatest skill.
1: Mm, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. We're the girl from Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Mm-hmm. Six, seven. Mm-hmm. Eight.
0: Shopping <laughs> is our greatest skill. But wait a not a, not a, not a minute. When I was bored,
1: Meg, this movie is. It, it's a clip. It runs at a clip. You're never... It's sprinting. It's sprinting. Every scene is the best scene. Every character is the Steaks best character. never
0: rise above, oh no, they might not be official Girl Scouts.
1: <laughs> this is a movie that wants you to believe that these rich, pretty girls from Beverly Are Hills... Bullied. Are bullied bullied and victims. I love it
0: for that. I love the audacity. When they say we're losers, we're weird, I'm like, you know um, what, movie?
1: (laughs) You're gonna be fine. You're the richest kids in Beverly Hills. You're, and you, and it's not like they don't have friends, they have a big group of friends.
0: I love that the message of this movie is be nice to rich people. I love it so much.
1: It's okay. So I will say, listen. I don't condone the cheating, but apart from the cheating at the final competition, I'm on Velda's side.
0: Oh, the Red Feathers are a legitimately good Girl Scout troop.
1: And, and yeah, and this was, watching it as an adult, this, like, really clicked for me this time, where, so Velda is, like, she's, she is, like, a true wilderness girl, like, leader she has been doing, this is her entire career. Um, The Red Feathers are... actively like working on their survival skills and like working really hard and they don't have they don't come from rich families so like they're out fundraising like in on the streets and like knocking doors and doing the hard work and um they're supposed to be the villains of this and i was watching this thing and i was like no 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 these rich entitled kids (laughs) from beverly hills who have unlimited resources who are already like classically beautiful have all the you know everything that you could possibly want they're they're winning society they're on one the of top. them
0: is a literal television star
1: yes they are on the top of society and there's this one space <laughs> where these girls who are not rich and who are not famous and who do not come from families with unlimited resources are able to like have a place for themselves where they work super hard on learning survival skills and like being uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable and like, yeah, they're competitive. Like good for them. Like everybody's a little competitive and they're in this space. And the Beverly Hills girls are like, no, we want to be on top of that too. And like, I don't blame Velda for being like, You guys aren't taking this seriously. They go, the Beverly Hills girls go camping. It starts raining and they check into a hotel. They're not taking this seriously.
0: I would do the same thing, but that's why I'm not a wilderness girl. And and
1: they should, and like, fine, if that's how you're going to approach the wilderness girls, that's fine. But then don't be like upset that you're, that you're not being welcomed into the group and like raised on the backs of the rest of the people who've been doing this for a long time and working really hard yeah. at it.
0: Showing up to a meeting late and smoking like that's pretty rude. And
1: and look, like they're making up like their own merit badges or whatever they call them in the wilderness girls and it's like, yeah, there these are skills that are important, but you joined the wilderness girls. <laughs> you need to learn how to tie a knot or like tourniquet or whatever. learning how to shop or like design a dress that's a different group like don't join the wilderness girls and be like and i would like credit for wearing this dress
0: yes i admire the audacity again just uh not a lot of real world application there (laughs) moral of the movie isn't awesome Mm. however shelly long perfect star
1: absolute star
0: performance of a lifetime why is she not in everything
1: (laughs) I I, she is so charming in this and like from the beginning, you you're all in on Shelley Long. Yeah, which is why the movie works Like she
0: has such a likable face
1: so likable and she's self-deprecating but confident at the same time And so you're just like yeah, like whatever she is doing. We're rooting for it.
0: Look at her hair. It's red. It's poofy (laughs) It's unabashed. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so good
1: Craig T. Nelson has no character growth in this i don't No really... one has
0: character growth in this not a single character has character growth in this
1: this is a this relationship does not make sense so <laughs> shelly long and craig t nelson are getting divorced do yeah. they actually end up divorced i can't remember no they're going they're th-
0: going to they have like their first That's right. hearing
1: um i think it gets finalized that it, it doesn't matter they're getting divorced and it's Basically pitched to us that the reason they're getting divorced is Craig T. Nelson is unsatisfied because all Shelley Long has is shopping. Yeah. And he's just like, Meh,
0: you're boring. You're
1: boring. So then he starts dating like young hot women, which like, OK, I hope that they're not boring for you. Yeah. And then she wins the Wilderness Girls competition. And immediately he's like, we're married again. And she's like, we sure are. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's like an about face.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was the only only real stakes of the whole movie and i think they kind of forgot about it and Mm -hmm. then they were like oh we better resolve this part yeah we need this to be a tight 90 minutes yeah you know it's fine yeah it's fine
1: what was your relationship to this movie Growing up, um,
0: I think I saw it for the first time at a sleep sleepover, and I was Perfect. like, "Where has this been all my life?" Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with it. I rented it from Blockbuster, watched it like seven times in one weekend. What about you?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, this is a movie that I feel like was just always a part of my life.
0: Yeah, I think it because you have older sisters.
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. It, I I think it was '89. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I would have been five, and so it was just like it was a regular play at the McCann House. Be, again because it's just a good time like it it is a perfect sleepover movie absolutely absolutely perfect sleepover movie it's got grease vibes in a way like it has it starts with like animation and like kind of kitschy fun music yes and then you just sort of settle into this like world that is just perfectly fine to be a part and of
0: silly mm-hmm. feels like eating cotton candy yeah just like very escapist
1: yeah very escapist the the script is so hokey but so fun. Yeah. There, my favorite, my absolute favorite line and line delivery from the entire movie is toward the end when um, the the Beverly Hills girls win the jamboree and Velda goes on her tirade in front of everybody and the grand high boss lady, who's like this old woman with white hair, um, is like, tells her off. And, and then Velda's like, calls her a senile old bag. Mm-hmm. And she says... I may be old and I may be senile, but the only thing bagged around here is you. You're fired. It's so
0: good. It's so <laughs> good. And the fire
1: so script is like that. Like, it's so, it's like, nobody talks like this, but I'm so glad you are. <laughs>
0: yes. My favorite part is when they're doing the jewelry appraisal Uh, patch. Oh, yes and one of the girls appraises the jewelry correctly and it's she the jeweler says oh it's a canary diamond and Shelley Long says does it sing and he says no and she holds it up to her ear and she says oh yes it does and she does does <laughs> it. and she gets this dreamy look in her eyes and starts singing kumbaya <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> actually my other favorite part is when they're in the Beverly Hills hotel and she's in mm-hmm. essentially lingerie which I'm like all right <laughs> and they get room service and then velda shows up and velda talks about how the red feathers went to the campsite and they ate squirrel meat and not a single one of them had to use the bathroom and shelly long in like all earnestness says must have been the squirrel meat like it's just so it's so good
1: that is a joke i did not understand as a kid at neither. All.
0: and now i'm like that's pretty funny and like the dictator of the philippines and all the shoes
1: there's an one of the characters in this movie is a literal dictator yeah. and we're rooting for that
0: <laughs> no questions asked Uh-huh. there's a girl we've like never seen before and then she shows up to the house sad because it's her birthday and her parents forgot and yeah. that's like a whole set piece and then we just move on <laughs> makes no sense love it so much love it so much uh-huh
1: um could they make this movie again no
0: absolutely not are you kidding me they couldn't right absolutely it would
1: have to they they could make a version of this but it could not involve rich kids
0: no no or her making out with the paramedics guy (laughs) (laughs) um there's there's some problematic things in it um
1: this movie could work now if this was a troop that was that came from like a poor neighborhood sure and they were trying to compete with like more affluent kids uh and that could
0: be a really fun movie
1: it could be a really fun movie and it would be easy to root for yeah but it's so funny to me that there was ever a time where this could exist
0: we had a real beverly hills era in Mm the 90s Mm -hmm. we were obsessed with beverly hills and i remember actually driving through beverly hills and being like this is this is it this is it Uh (laughs) uh-huh Like, where are, where's the Beverly Hillbillies and where are all the giant pools, you
1: know? Saved by the Bell, that was Beverly Hills, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was. Bayside. Bayside High in Beverly Hills. Yeah, you know,
0: there was um, Beverly, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills,
1: 90210.
0: 90210, Clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one with the Texans? Black Gold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Beverly mm-hmm. Hillbillies. Oh,
1: Beverly Hillbillies, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and I was like, Beverly Hills is yeah Versailles. Mm-hmm. Every house is Versailles. Yeah, and yeah, we
1: don't see that much of it anymore. I
0: know it's too bad, except for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm. But none of them actually live in Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna ask: Is is Beverly Hills not really the place for that kind of person anymore? Have they moved to a different area?
0: <sighs> What's the really ritzy? Glenwood? I don't. Where did O.J. Simpson live?
1: Um, I don't remember, we were just in Santa Barbara and oh, like, Santa that's Barbara. where like Oprah and Ellen and, um, like George Lucas, like all of those people all live up there.
0: Manhattan beach probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, miss it. I miss that time. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were all obsessed with Beverly Hills. Yeah. Remember in Beverly Hillbillies, how they invite Bill Clinton to the wedding because he's their cousin. Is, they're is from that, Arkansas. Is that the movie? Yeah.
1: I never saw the movie. It's not good. I used to watch the show, like, reruns on Nick at Night. Yeah. it's probably would not be watchable now at Um, all.
0: Would you show this to your children?
1: Uh, Yes, and I was just going to ask, did you watch it with your kids?
0: I didn't because we watched it late at night and then the rental was up, but I plan to show it to them.
1: Yeah, like, I think your kids would like it, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a
0: good time. It's a good time. It's PG, maybe. I think there's, like, a swear word, maybe. Yeah,
1: it felt pretty family-friendly.
0: Pretty clean. Um... Lots of like kids in it, and mm-hmm. I thought the kids did a decent job. Yeah, they're not annoying. Yeah, um, one of them looks like
1: a cabbage patch doll. The main girl, Shelly Long's daughter, she looks like oh, a cabbage she patch. Is kid.
0: um, Rilo Kylie, who's that Jenny from the block? No, Jenny, what's her last name? Like this stupid medication. Um, you know, Rilo Kylie, they were huge in like Rylo... 2007. Is it a band? Yeah, you... Oh, I don't... yeah. Jenny something. Okay. Jenny, Jenny. Hope she's doing okay. She's great. She's beautiful um, and very successful. Good for her. <sighs> *treat Beverly Hills.
1: 10 out of 10 would recommend.
0: We'll watch again. I thought Velda was also really good. Yeah. Great she's, performance.
1: She's overacting, but this is a movie where it's okay to overact. In Blue fact, Light you like special
0: aisle 5.
1: That's so it is so funny to me that this movie's pitch is you are either a troop leader, or you have to work at Kmart, those are the options. Kmart,
0: yeah. Yes. Remember Kmart? Oh, yeah. Is Kmart around?
1: Um, So I think there's still one in Guam. Um, It's the biggest Kmart in the world. Wow. I went to it once. And? It was big. And it it was like every Kmart you've ever been to, but just like really big.
0: Okay. It's Did they one. have their Martha Stewart section?
1: Yeah, because this was like 12 years ago, so they still had... Because I think after a while, they stopped carrying Martha Stewart, or there was a breakup. I don't wow, know. Wow,
0: it's tragic. But I don't
1: know if Kmart's, like, really still kicking. I think it's Donzo. I think so, too. I and think Shopko, they, too, Shopko right? Shopko
0: went under as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So. I'm, I straight up miss Shopco. I know it was not a nice store, but, like, there was something really nostalgic to me about, like, walking into a Shopco.
0: I don't know if I've ever been in a Shopko.
1: Hmm. We were we walked into a Burlington Coat Factory recently. Whoa. I had never been, been in one, so I didn't really know what it was. And this is, like, the most basic, like, 80s store. Hasn't been updated since the 80s. Everything's cheap. Like, purses all over the floor.
0: Like TJ Maxx?
1: TJ Maxx, but, like, even cheaper. Wow. And it finally made the joke from the office make sense to me, because I've never understood it, when Michael Scott says, you walk into Burlington Coat Factory with $600, you are a king <laughs> And I was like, I've never understood that joke until now and I'm like that is a hilarious
0: joke (laughs) You get a lot of merchandise for $600. Yeah, all right. Sorry. We've really lost track here (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back